Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Lambert-Eaton Myasthenic Syndrome. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash Lambert-Eaton or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Lambert-Eaton Myasthenic Syndrome, or just Lambert-Eaton Syndrome, has similar features to Myasthenia Gravis. So it causes progressive muscle weakness with increased use and it's the result of damage to the neuromuscular junction. The symptoms tend to be more insidious or slowly progressing and less pronounced than in myasthenia gravis. So they're more subtle symptoms than myasthenia gravis. Lambert-Eaton syndrome typically occurs in patients with small cell lung cancer. So always think about small cell lung cancer in a patient presenting with these symptoms. It's a result of antibodies produced by the immune system against the voltage-gated calcium channels in the small cell lung cancer cells. And these antibodies also target and damage voltage-gated calcium channels in the presynaptic terminals of the neuromuscular junction, which is where the motor nerves communicate with the muscle cells. So basically, to simplify what's going on, The motor nerves, which control the muscles contracting, the motor nerves go into the muscles and there's a neuromuscular junction where those nerves communicate with the muscles. And the antibodies in Lambert-Eaton syndrome damage the presynaptic terminals of those neuromuscular junctions, meaning that they don't work as well. So these voltage-gated calcium channels on the presynaptic terminals are responsible for assisting in the release of acetylcholine into the synapse of the neuromuscular junction. This acetylcholine then binds to the acetylcholine receptors and stimulates the muscles to contract. So when these channels are destroyed, there's less acetylcholine in the neuromuscular junction that's been released into the synapse, and so you get less muscle contraction. So how does it present? Well, the symptoms of Lambert-Eaton syndrome tend to develop slowly. The proximal muscles are most notably affected, causing proximal muscle weakness. So this tends to be more the muscles around the pelvic girdle and the shoulders. It also affects the intraocular muscles, which control the eye movements. So the patient gets double vision, which we call diplopia. It affects the levator muscles in the eyelid. So it causes eyelid drooping, which we call ptosis. And it affects the oropharyngeal muscles, which will cause slurred speech and swallowing problems, which we call dysphagia. The weakness is worse with prolonged use of the muscles. So how do we treat the condition? Well, it's important to diagnose and manage any underlying malignancy. So if there's a patient who's an older smoker with symptoms of Lambert-Eaton syndrome, consider investigating for small cell lung cancer. There's a medication called amifampridine which is a medication that allows more acetylcholine to be released into the neuromuscular junction synapses. And this works by blocking the voltage-gated potassium channels in the presynaptic cells, which in turn prolongs the depolarization of the cell membrane and it assists calcium channels in carrying out their function. It improves the symptoms of Lambert-Eaton syndrome. There's a few other options, such as immunosuppressants like prednisolone or azathioprine which dampen down this antibody response that's damaging the neuromuscular junctions, IV immunoglobulins and plasmapheresis. 
which all work by trying to reduce the amount of these antibodies that damage the presynaptic membrane on the neuromuscular junctions. So thanks for listening to this episode on Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. It wouldn't be possible to maintain it without his hard work and reliability. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on the topic and all the other podcast episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. The Pediatrics book has just been published as well. So it would be really great if you check that out and see whether that might be able to help you with your pediatric placements or your preparation for finals. You can also find, as always, everything completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on Shaka Mary Tooth. <laughs>